Hello and welcome to the week eight preview of the NFL season from first and ten. I'm Ollie once again joined by well, just Dave this time. Dave, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Um, looking forward to another se- week of the season. Got the trade deadline coming up. It's all very exciting at the moment as we uh, get halfway through the season. Yeah, it's um, yeah, we're going to do something after this for the trade deadline, aren't we? So definitely some. Uh, I feel like the last few years we've had some sort of moves towards the end, haven't we? Like was it McCaffrey last year right towards the end and stuff like that. So I think teams are sort of a bit more up for these big trades. So we could have some uh, some fun news over the next few days. But yeah, look forward to briefing. This is some uh, decent games coming up. Yeah, I mean, we saw how much of an impact that McCaffrey trade has had on the Niners' offense. So, yes, definitely. Those mid-season trades, I think you get a lot of teams less willing to do it now, maybe, just because they don't want to have to integrate someone into the offense on such short notice. But, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see just how active the teams are and how much we do see, especially from the winning teams. Like, you'd assume, you know, the, the teams that are winning and just need a bit more there's got to be some moves made at least yeah it feels like everyone sort of needs a little bit of sanders even like even the chiefs like who i think are probably the number one team right now and for most people they still feel like they need something don't they so uh you know everyone could make some moves for sure it'd be uh be some fun fun times and there's some good players on some bad teams as well which uh definitely helps um, so we'll start with the Thursday night game. The Bucks travel to the Bills. It's a very strange one to see these teams have such similar records because they don't feel anywhere near each other. Um, the Bucks at three and three, the Bills at four and three. Obviously, Mayfield has been very much up and down. Uh, to be honest, you could kind of say the same about Josh Allen, really. Yeah. Um, how is there anything that you can really expect from this one, or do we just sort of see which teams turn up on the day? I think that's it. I think it's just seeing who turns up. So the Bills are such a bizarre team right now. That like they feel like they can play as probably the best team in the league or a team that can just lose to anyone. And I don't really I don't really understand it. It seems a bit random. Like Josh Allen seems very up and down. Um, you know, which isn't isn't great for them, but it's still early in the season and I think they'll be fine. You know, well maybe not fine, but you know, they'll be more worried if it's still like this in three, four weeks and things haven't turned around because I think we see it every year that it's not until sort of like the Thanksgiving sort of time that that's when the season really starts and that's where you start worrying about things if these teams are struggling a bit. But um, yeah, I think to me it feels like the Bills should win this, but I think the Bucks are definitely a team that if we see that bad Bills team, the Bucks can definitely take advantage of it. I think, you know... We've seen some good play from them. I feel like they started off well and they've dropped off a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but or sort of three weeks or whatever it's been. But I do feel like if if the Bills aren't at it, then I don't know. Like, do you do you think the Bucks can win this one? I, I, I really don't know. Well, it's like you said, it's very much depending on what teams turn up. They've been so up and down. It's like you look at the Bills' um, games; like they've they've absolutely blown out. Um, the Commanders and the Raiders and even the Dolphins, which are all impressive wins. But then you lo- they lost to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. They didn't turn up to the races against the Jags, just about scraped past the Giants, and now they've just lost to the Patriots. So, yeah, like you see, it's just 
there's so there, it does seem like there's two different Bills teams, um, and the Bucks maybe have just enough, but it's yeah, it's just a very strange situation for the Bills at the moment. I'm taking the Bills on this one. Um, I just think it's it's one of those. If it kind of feels like a coin toss, if you get the right Bills team, this shouldn't be a close game. Um, but at the same time, might, you might not get that team. And the Bucks could steal one, but yeah, I am going to go with the Bills on this one. Are you? Who are you taking? Yeah, Bills for me. I think there's going to be a few games this week where I'm always going to pick it because I just can't believe that the Bucks have a better record than the Bills. You know, like I can't believe the Bucks will be four and three, the Bills four and four. I just can't believe that happened. There's a few games like it. Well, like the Falcons coming up, I can't believe they're going to be a five and three team. So I feel like I just need to pick against them regardless. But um, you know, there's just some teams like that, that, like the Jets. They can't be a four and three team. They can't be. You know, and I'm, it, the Bucks feel a bit like that. I can't believe they're a four and three team. So uh, yeah, definitely the Bills to me. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't feel right if that was the case. But um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one does play out. If the, you'd like to think the Bills will be able to sort of get right after such an embarrassing loss. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the Texans at the Panthers. Battle of the rookie quarterbacks. You know, um, both at the top end of the draft. Is that obviously it seems to be that CJ Stroud has taken the early lead in terms of just performance as it as, as it stands. Obviously, we expect Bryce Young to get better throughout his career, but is that enough for you? I mean, the Panthers as a whole. I mean, they're our own six. You don't get to own six by being a good team. So it's just uh, is there anything that the Panthers have an advantage here with Dave, or is it just going to be? Texans win. It feels like an easy pick for the Texans, but I think the Panthers have, particularly on offense anyway, I think they have got better as the season's gone on. I think they've opened things up a little bit for Bryce Young. I think early on it was very safe. Everything was sort of short throws and screens and, you know, not really taking any real chances. Where I think the last couple of games he's played, they've, we've seen him sort of open it up a little bit and take a bit more of a chance. I think he has looked a lot better for that. You know, I think we've seen Adam Thielen emerge as it's sort of quite a good uh, little sort of safety blanket for him. But the Texans just... I, I really don't understand how this has happened for the Texans. They don't feel like they're a great roster. You know, they don't feel like amazing, but they just feel like they're just a good team, don't they? They feel like everything sort of is clicking for them and... Uh, yeah, they feel like they should come out have a win with this, but I've said pretty much every week we've done this that it doesn't. I don't think really, it really matters the Panthers' record, but they don't want to be a Owen seventeen team, you know. <laughs> like, and games like this are ones where they need to start sneaking a win here, just to sort of, you know, a little bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a boost. You know, going into next season, it's not. You don't want to be the Owen 17 team, especially when you haven't even got your pick. You know, that's uh, I think that's what makes it even worse. They haven't even got that pick. So um, it feels like a game the Panthers sort of need, even though it's obviously not troubling the playoffs or anything like that. But it feels like they've only got a few chances this season to win. And obviously it helps being in the NFC South, which is pretty wretched. Um, So they are going to have some games. You know, they've got Texans, Colts, Bears coming up. There's some winnable games in there, and I think they could do with winning one or two of those just to, 
you know, it just doesn't feel so, you know, like you don't want Bryce Young having that sort of stink on him for all his career of being like the 0 17 quarterback, do you really? But, um, it, I'm not picking them, <laughs> I'm picking the Texans, <laughs> but yeah, it feels like this is a game that they sort of need to win, and it wouldn't stun me if they do because I don't think the Texans are great, and it wouldn't surprise if they fall away a little bit over the second half of the season. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Texas as well here. I mean, both teams coming off a bye week, and it, I, I guess they're both pretty inconsequential, really, in terms of the yeah. playoffs. Maybe the Texans will make a push, but I just feel like the AFC is probably too strong for them actually to have a real chance. But yeah, it's a very it's, it did feel very easy to sort of just forget about them um, last yeah. week. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and before that, the Panthers coming off two pretty heavy defeats to the Lions and Dolphins. Um, you imagine, yeah, they do sort of need something, as you say, especially after giving up that first round pick. You don't want to wouldn't want to just be like looking back on the season, going that was the season we threw away the number one pick after trading everything to get it the, the season yeah. before. Um, and and that's the thing is like, obviously there will always be that as well. You you don't really want people to be comparing Caleb Williams and Bryce Young throughout their entire career and going, oh, look at what the Panthers could have had. And it's, I think it's just another level of pressure that you don't need on a young quarterback trying to carry a franchise. Yeah, seems fair to me. Yeah, um, yeah so as, um, I'll be taking sections as well. Um, moving on to the Rams at the Cowboys. Um, it's a bit of an interesting one. I feel like this could go either way, really. The Rams have sort of looked up and down. Um, I mean, that's the thing. As soon as Cooper Cups come back, it looks like a. I mean, but to be fair, even before he came back, but it's just it looks like it's back to the Rams' offense of old. Um, the only thing is they have just lost to the Steelers, and so that there is that thing of the Steelers don't feel like that good a team, and if you lose into them, you're probably not competing against the Cowboys. But of course, the NFL doesn't really work like that. Um, you could very easily lose to the Steelers and then come back and win against the Cowboys the next week. So, Dave, who do you pick for this one? I think you said this is a tough one to to really pick. I feel like these are two teams that could be active, you know, before the deadline. It feels like Dallas sort of needs something to sort of take them up a level and the Rams, you know, in this week NFC, once you, if you just get into the playoffs, you've got a chance. There's not, you know, there's not that many strong teams. You don't need too many upsets to sort of go your way to, you know, all of a sudden you found yourself in the NFC Championship game sort of thing. You know, we've seen it before and I think the Rams are that sort of team, so I do wonder if they're one that could get a bit active, but I think in Dallas, not that Dallas is some fortress or anything, but, you know, I think being on the road, I think I would favour Dallas here. They are just a better team, I think. Um, but a bit like the Bills, I think we've seen a bit of up and down from Dallas, but I just trust them a little bit more than the Rams. So that Rams offense has looked pretty good until last week, um, with or without cut. But I think you just saw them bottled up a bit last week, and you know, defensively they didn't even look too too bad against the Steelers. The defense, but I think against Dallas, that that Dallas offense should be able to put up some points on the Rams, and then it's just if the Rams can keep up. But I think it should be a fairly high scoring game. But yeah, Dallas just with the edge for me. It would be interesting to see, um, obviously, you know, Aaron Donald being the big name here. It, could he be the difference maker? And you feel like there is maybe a chance that, like, he could make a difference. 
Um, and somehow the Rams win this. And I, I don't think it's too far out of the realms of possibility. Um, I, ju- I do just think that overall the Cowboys are a more well-balanced team. Um, so, so I'm going to be taking them. The, and But also, um, going back to what you said about the trade, I, the Cowboys do love a big name. They especially yeah. like trading, you know, getting and making a trade for a big name. I would not be surprised at all if it's um if they go and get someone. It's is there anyone who you're particularly looking at who you think they might well, get? Don't want to give any spoilers away, but I have got a big name wide receiver going to the Cowboys in my uh in my trade. So you know little um teaser for listening to the other podcast that we're going to have out tomorrow probably um and you can hear who that is but i feel like they are going to be in the market i think i think jerry jones said that they they would look to add but they're not sort of going out to do it or some, something like that i'm guessing if uh something comes to them then they'll do it but i feel like they haven't been the same since amari cooper left have they had that offense i feel like they've just always lacked something so Going out and getting a big name. Um, I think I think the Cowboys could definitely be in the mix next week. But uh, yeah, big name receiver to the Cowboys in my uh, in my trade predictions or trade wants or whatever calling them. Yeah, I mean, it does almost feel like they've just had too many receivers that haven't worked. It's like you've got Michael yeah. Gallup in there. You, they drafted Jalen Tolbert. It's sort of there was a bit of hype around him at the start, and then nothing really since. Okay. Um, it was Cedric Wilson. Brandon Cooks has sort of been okay, but yeah. I mean, so it's one of those things. It's like Brandon Cooks, wherever he's gone, he's been really good. Um, turns up to the Cowboys, and all of a sudden, he's not really the same yeah. player. And like um, I said, with the Rams, like it's a weak NFC. So, like if you are the Cowboys, just like, go all in for it, like the Rams did a few years ago. You know, even if it sets you back a year or two, it doesn't matter if you end up getting that ring. You know, don't just take the chance, just go for it. Like I, I hate when teams sort of settle for being like the fourth or fifth best team in the conference or something. Just especially when there's moves to be made. I think there's there's players out there that will probably be available. Um that I think that they could probably go and get that would push them up to more towards the Eagles and the 49ers. You know, they've both shown a little bit of weakness in recent weeks. You know, big win for the Eagles, but they have shown at times that they're not they're maybe not as sort of unbeatable as they looked maybe last year. But um yeah, I really hope the Cowboys do go and do it well. I don't really care that much, but you know, <laughs> if you if you're a Cowboys fan, I think you'd be really hoping they go and make a move. Yeah, we interested to see where they do go with that. You imagine they've got to do something. Um, yeah. Talking about teams that have got to do something, um, the Vikings feel like it's one of those strange teams where. People expected quite a bit from them. Obviously, won the division last year, went thirteen and three. Um, they started off three and four, going to the Packers in week eight. What do they need to do to turn things around? Um, I mean, they've played pretty well the last couple of weeks. I mean, if keep keep doing what they've done now. Um, you know, they win this, get back to four and four. You never really know. I don't know how many wins it's going to take in the NFC to sneak a wild card spot. Like who they compete with, like the Rams, um, Seattle potentially. Um, who else? Like whoever, maybe Washington if they go on a bit of a run. You know, I don't really trust them. You know, there's not loads of teams that are going to be 
picking up loads of wins in that conference, I don't think. So the Vikings could easily sneak in as a wildcard team, even though we're sort of generally a bit, a bit down on them. But I think just carry on doing what they've been doing. They've they sort of played really well the last couple of weeks. And even without Justin Jefferson, they've looked uh, pretty impressive. And you know, Green Bay, I think after a bit of early promise from Jordan Love, I think that's sort of gone away a little, hasn't it? I don't don't feel so good about him and well I never liked him that much anyway coming out of college or you know even to start this year but I think the Vikings are an interesting team going forward because you know they've they've lost what four games but they're all they were sort of in all of them they weren't they weren't too many they're out of completely so uh yeah they're going to be an interesting team as we head towards the end of the season but yeah, I don't really know whether they're good enough but you know, they're, they're there or thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the I, I say to around, they've just beaten the 49ers, so maybe, maybe they're already on that right path. Um, but yeah, it's like you said, they're in a lot of one-score games, and it's just last year they were winning them all, and this yeah. year they were tending to lose them all. Um, I think I mean, you actually look through all of their games, every single game has come down to one score. And so it's just they they seem to be in that constant state of like middle where it it doesn't matter who they play it's gonna come down to the final possession. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive win over the Niners. You maybe think they just keep that momentum. Um, that's the thing. It's really tough for me to pick this one. Um, and I know in theory the. Vikings should be the easy pick. I just, if this one is a divisional game, it's at Lambeau. I think the Packers are gonna have their best players back from injury and like, like actually fully fit as well. I, I, I kind of want to take the Packers, and I know they've let me down a couple of times, but I, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Packers um, and wow. just sort of play spoilers to the Vikings. The Vikings. Like I said, they they sort of play up to some teams and down to others. I could very much see them playing down to the Packers and the Packers taking advantage. Yeah, I mean, they're not like the most trustworthy team, but yeah, I find it hard. I, I just feel like the Packers are heading the wrong direction. For me, it's, it's the Vikings sort of fairly easy pick this one compared to some of the ones this week. Fair enough. Um, hopefully that... Upset pays off for me, but I guess we'll have to yeah. wait and see on that one. I mean, you are leading um, by a lot this year, aren't you, on the leaderboard? So, uh, probably... Yeah, but the form's sort of dropped off in the last couple of weeks, so maybe I'm losing my touch. And uh, I don't know, hopefully the Packers could get me back in here, but it could be a long old slide to the bottom, the bottom of the table. Maybe, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so on to another division. Um, so and on next, uh, uh, next game, sorry. Um, <laughs> Saints at the Colts. Um, Derek Carr versus Gardner Minshew. I mean, it, for me, this yeah. just feels like I, it's one of those Minshew's, Minshew's okay. I'd say Carr is slightly better. I don't think they're worlds apart, but I think it is noticeable, and I think that is probably going to be the difference. Um, I think the Saints have just about a good enough defense to hold the Colts to a reasonable score. And, you know, on offense, they, they have looked incredibly disjointed, the Saints, but it does look like Chris Alave is going to get away with the speeding thing. Um, 
And <laughs> I mean, that's obviously massive for them. And they have got the weapons there to score plenty of points, um, which I don't necessarily see as much on the Colts. Um, I mean, it's one of those Jonathan Taylor doesn't seem to be quite the player that we've seen in previous years, obviously that injury. And then Michael Pittman is another one who's got across it. And then, but then after that, it's like, what, did, what else do you see? Whereas the Saints, you've got Kamara, Jamal Williams can score, Alave, Thomas, Shahid have all been playing pretty well, um, all given circumstances. And then just rotate some Hill in, in there as a wild card. Yeah, they're, they're two sort of strange teams who, you know, same sort of record. They feel like similar teams. They're not, it doesn't feel like they're really going to be in the mix come the end of the season, but they're sort of there or thereabouts, you know, within reach if they went on a bit of a run. But I don't feel confident in either of these teams. I think it feels like a bit of a coin flip to me. But as you say, I think the Saints maybe do just have more more ways of winning it, um, a few more weapons. Derek Carr ha- hasn't settled well there, has he? But, um, you know, sorry to Miles for this, but like Minshew, he had a couple of rushing touchdowns, but he was pretty bad last week. You know, three fumbles or whatever it was, an interception. You know, you can't really be doing that if you're sort of the the safe guy. <laughs> you know, you can't. <laughs> You can't be that. You well, can't be the safe bet and then turn it over four times. It's uh, it's just not good. But you know the Browns are a fearsome defense, and I'm not sure the Saints have been up to that level this year. But they are still a good defense. So yeah, I think I I had the Colts pencil in, but I think I'm switching to the Saints with you. You've sort of convinced me on this one. Yeah, I mean for, for me, it's just Derek Carr. It, it it's one of those weird things with Derek Carr because he's always been sort of in the middle in terms of um the top quarterbacks and it's just he's never really been because he has that ability to win a game for you but he also has the ability to lose it and it's just one of those things where a lot of the quarterbacks you'll see in that range they'll just be like sort of meh sort of Ryan Tannehill Kirk Cousins maybe that's a bit harsh on Kirk Cousins but um Ryan Tannehill or maybe Minshew's in that conversation but um yeah Carl no. does feel like he has a bit more to him yeah I think he's shown it in the past, hasn't he, is the thing. Like, I think we yeah, have exactly. seen some higher level from him before. But, like, I, I don't know. I just I, It feels like a long time since we've seen that. You know, like, it does feel like a long time since we've seen that Derek Carr that sort of showed a bit of promise and, you know, was in the MVP talk. I never thought he was actually the MVP that year, but he was in the sort of conversation. It feels like that's a long time ago now, and I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on it that the Saints have just got a few more few more weapons and maybe get it done but it doesn't feel like one you're going to be paying too much attention to does it this one yeah it did also have that um it, it did also infuriate me last year when he had seven plays in at the 10 yard line or closer and did not even connect with the receiver's hands on any of them um I mean, it's mind blown, but yeah. So there, there, there's very much two ends of the scale to Derek Carr. But I think you know against the Colts defense, they'll probably be good enough to win them that game. We'll go on to the Patriots at the Dolphins here. I mean, obviously the Patriots just coming off a massive win against the Bills. The Dolphins, I mean, they they have just been pretty much stopped by the Eagles. 
maybe, just maybe, there's a formula there to beat them. Is this something you're looking forward to, Dave? Are you optimistic? No. The, the, <laughs> the only good thing in this sort of game, like, no one expects the Patriots to win. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. That's that's the one good thing about being a bit of a rubbish team, isn't it? That, you know, if you lose, it's just expected. So if you do win, it feels sort of quite good. But um, I saw Tyreek Hill said he's going to be playing Sunday. So, you know, I was worried about his, I think it's his hip, is it? Is it his hip? can't remember what it was now. Uh, yeah, I think he he had a problem with his hip, and Raheem Mostert also had a problem, yeah. which was with his ankle. So there's a couple of injuries there that yeah. you know maybe they're not going to be hundred percent. Yeah, they still feel like they've got too much. Um, I think you know the two games they've lost. I feel like that they, they they end up sort of getting blown out, but I feel like both games were a little bit closer than the scoreline suggested. Um, things just got away from them a little bit at the end, but. I, I still have I still have the Dolphins as one of the best teams in the league. I still think they would beat most teams on most weeks, you know. And you know, even even when we were really good, the Dolphins had a weird thing over us when we went to Miami. So uh, you know, it'd be weird if we all of a sudden started beating them now, we're a bit rubbish. But I just can't I can't see a way the Patriots win without lots of turnovers from the Dolphins and things like that. I think I think if the Patriots win, it's probably because we've had a pick six or two, you know, maybe an inter- a fumble that we've picked up and run it in. It doesn't feel like the offense is going to do it, even though we saw a much, much better performance last week. I still, you know, there's been a lot more evidence of the other Mac Jones rather than that one that sort of looked competent last week. So I, I just I can't see a way to us winning without just a weird game, you know, like one of these strange... <laughs> games maybe a kick return or something it just doesn't feel like a game that we're going to win yeah i mean i guess it's one of those things the eagles run defense is so strong i don't know if a lot of teams are going to be able to replicate that kind of success that they had um but you know you never know i'm going to take the dolphins on this one again it's just they are a very good team i think last week it's just playing against another very good team and sometimes that's all it is and uh, yeah, I, th- I think the Patriots should be relatively easy for them to breeze past. Um, moving on to the Battle of New York, um, unfortunately, it was one one of those games. That looking forward to sort of the defensive line getting after Aaron Rodgers in this one and getting some revenge for the preseason game. Um, unfortunately, he won't be playing. Zach Wilson will be starting. I, and and when you look on the other side of the ball, Tyrod Taylor is probably going to be starting again. So, but I mean, to be fair, at the moment, that might be a good thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's very pessimistic, but um, at least Tyrod Taylor will throw the ball more further than 10 yards down the field. That is the one <laughs> positive you can take from that. Um I to be honest, I I'm sort of struggling to pick this one because I feel like the Giants might actually have a chance, which isn't something I say very often, but I do think there's a possibility here. Um, I'm I'm still picking the Jets because <laughs> there's no way I'm picking the Giants. I'm no way. There's no way I'm asking for for that kind of humiliation. But yeah, I, what what do you reckon, Dave? Who's taking this one? I've I said all along that I don't think the Giants are as bad as the record suggests. You know, I think it's been a brutal schedule. 
there's only really one like really bad loss in there, and that was the uh, Seahawks game where it was just I don't know, just a weird game. But Saquon's back; he's looking a lot better now, isn't he? Even though I mean, he does seem to go down for a few plays every game, doesn't he? It's always a bit of a scare with him, but you know he's playing a lot better. But that Jets defense has started to look sort of what I thought they were going to be at the start of the season these last sort of couple of games. They've looked a lot, lot better. And I don't know, this feels like a game that's not going to have loads and loads of points, so could go either way. I've got the Giants because, you know, like I said earlier, I just don't feel like the Jets are a, a four and three team um, with Zach Wilson throwing the ball. But I don't know, this could go either way. I feel like this is a low-scoring game that is probably just decided in the fourth quarter by just who, you know, maybe executes a little bit better. And I think I think we've seen enough from Tyrod to... It's definitely not 100% that he's a downgrade from Daniel Jones, and that's uh, that's troubling in its, uh, like, in its own right, isn't it, really? But, um, yeah, I think he's looked okay. I think Darren Waller sort of looks all right last week or two. Um Say Saquon back, yeah. I think the Giants maybe just have a little bit too much for the Giant uh, for the Jets. Sorry, but it could go either way, as I say. But I'm 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 leaning Giants. Um, sort of, you know, get back to sort of somewhat of a re- respectable record. I mean, that is. I, I never thought I'd hear anyone say this season that we have too much for anyone. Um, I mean, even even the Cardinals, you know, it didn't yeah. look like we had. Uh, maybe in that second half, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's very sort of. I that's the thing. It's very sort of up in the air for this game. I could see, like I say, I could see the Giants winning. Um, going to three and five, pretty much ruining any chances there with the first overall pick. But you know, that's a problem for another time. Is and... this? Um, is there any chance that this is a Saquon's like farewell game? You know, could he be traded? I by, by I next would week? be. Su- I would be surprised, and that's not necessarily because of his relationship with the team. I th- I think in that aspect he could well be traded. My reservation would be, I don't think the market is there for running backs. I think we saw with Austin Eckler, and and, and this is the thing. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey went to the Niners last year. That but he kind of felt like an exception. Um. It, we saw the Chargers shopping Austin Eckler around the league and just no one was interested. Um, Saquon's another level, though, from that, I would say. I'd say Saquon is a, is, is a genuine difference maker, where I think Eckler is good, but probably just was on a decent system. I don't, I don't think Eckler is special in any way, really, personally. I think Saquon, we saw him last year basically carry an offence. You know, which not yeah, many I mean, running backs in the league can do. Yeah. I think I think we see that from Saquon, where I don't think Eckler is that sort of running back. You know, I think if you put Austin Eckler in this Giants team, he would look like just any other guy. I don't think he would look anything special. Um, but yeah, I've, for me, Saquon is still like a top five back, I guess, without sort of actually sitting down and working out their numbers. It, that just feels <laughs> about right. Um, he's, but he's one, to me, he's still one of the best running backs in the league when he's on the field. Yeah, I do agree with that. It's just I I don't know what it, like how far the gap is. I I so I would put Eckler in the top five as well, to be honest. Um, and I I yeah I don't feel, but that's a, that that is my only thing really is that I I don't know if the Giants are going to get what they would want for him. Yeah. Um, 
and and this is the thing. I, I guess it would make sense for them to entertain offers, um, especially given this season we don't really look like doing anything. But I, again, yeah. it's like if you're only going to get like a third or a fourth for him, is there really any point? I guess it um, just if you're going to lose him anyway, and you're not going to be a playoff team this year, I guess it just brings it forward. Would it be twenty twenty five? You would get the like compensatory pick where you just bring it forward a bit, which you know is probably a a boost. If you're not going to have him anyway, you might as well sort of just get rid now. <laughs> you know, like if anything, he might hurt your like draft position next year. You know, like getting rid of him might actually help. You draft a bit higher, and you get something a bit sooner for him. I don't know. If I feel, I feel like he could move. I don't feel like he will move, but I feel like there's going to be some rumblings around him potentially. I just think I, the fact that he ended up taking a one-year deal for this year, I feel, is relative indicator that I think they will sort out something. Um, I because this is the thing. Like he could have very easily just sat out this year and said, "Okay, you're not going to pay me." Let's go to free agency. But I think you sort of realise the running back market isn't where it is right now. I, it's just, I, I can't see anyone making a blockbuster offer. Um, I do have him as one of my one of my trades, just so you know, in uh, our next episode. Well, he's on there. He's on there. <laughs> disagree on that. But it's like you said as well. It's like every game it feels like there's an injury scare. Yeah, and yeah that is so, part of the problem. That is another part of it. Is any team really going to want to spend draft capital on the guy who they're worried about his shoulder and then it's his ankle and then it's his Achilles and then, you know, it's... Uh, you could have said the same about McCaffrey this time last year, though, really. You know, he was struggling for the Panthers, hadn't played particularly well, I don't think, had been injured a lot, and then he's gone to San Francisco and, you know, rediscovered that he is like Christian McCaffrey. You know, I think sometimes... There's that bit more of a motivation if the team's good to play through a bit, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And it's I and that's the thing, I'd I never sort of question Saquon's will to play through an injury or anything. Oh no. But it's just that. no, but it's just like yeah, but I get what you mean. It's like, you know, just you just feel different. And yeah, yeah, the vibe in New York is I, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's at at the moment. But maybe maybe it's slightly better after a win, but uh yeah, it doesn't seem too great at the moment. All right, and next we've got the Jags at the Steelers. Um, I mean, it's a weird one this day, really. It's sort of two good teams, but also, are they that convincing? I think I feel like the Jags feel like a better team, don't they? Yeah, the Jags feel like feel like much closer to the real deal. I'm still, I'm still not completely sold on them, but they've definitely been better. But the Steelers just feel like a team that. That record is a lie. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're that team. You watch them, it feels like they could have lost basically every game. You know, like, like I'm sure I'm forgetting a game here that they've won convincingly, but it doesn't feel like they've ever run away with anything. It feels like they've been lots of scrappy games that they've just come out on the right side of maybe a little bit um Vikings-esque from last year, where they just come out the right side of these close games all the time. Yeah, like I'm just looking through now, they haven't won a game by more than seven. You know, it's not, nothing's been too convincing. Um, you know, the Ravens, I think we'd expect if they played again, the Ravens to win that game. You know, the Browns, it feels like the Browns are a better team than the Steelers, but they've just come out on top of those games. And I'm just not sold that this Steelers team is legit. And 
I can't believe they'll be five and two with this offense is pretty awful, isn't it? It's not mm. great to watch. It's not. It's not very convincing. It's you know they're just not good and. Yeah, I feel like the Jags should have too much, but we've seen the Jags throw in some, a couple of pretty bad games in there at times, and you know, maybe maybe they could lose, and maybe, the Steelers feel like a team that could take advantage of a of a bad Jags game or bring one out of them, don't they? Really, they just feel like a team that's gonna keep make it scrappy, and you know, they feel like in like football here, you know, like an FA Cup tie against sort of like an old Sam Allardyce team or something to see there's, you know, they're going to make it tough for you. They're going to make it, you know, really going to make it tough and it's never going to be easy, but they're not very good, but they're going to get a few results and maybe they'll do that to the Jags, but I just can't see. I I, I can see a lot more ways the Jags win this game than uh, the Steelers do. I I would quite like to see Mike Tomlin drink a pint of wine. That would be... uh... (laughs) That would, that would be an interesting sight, I reckon. Um, I, I wonder if he's it, ever been compared to Sam Allardyce before. <laughs> it's, uh, that's, that's got to be a first, hasn't it? I, uh, I'd imagine. I'd, I assume he won't. You wouldn't enjoy that comparison if he. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine the news, the news around the England job, probably didn't make it to, to yeah. Pittsburgh. But um, no, it's sort of a compliment because you know his teams used to be uh, not pretty but effective. That's sort of what the feel like the Steelers are right now. Didn't he have a record of never getting relegated and then something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I get. I I think the analogy does work. Um, but yeah, it's like they like say. Um, Steelers appears to be spelt the wrong way because they're stealing a lot of wins. This lovely season. stuff. That's um, lovely content apologies there. for that, but um, yeah, I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, I, I was literally. And ironically, he was just like, oh, they've stolen stolen quite a few games this year. I was like, Steelers. Um, anyways, <laughs> move on to the next game. Falcons at the Titans. Um, Desmond Ridder versus apparently Will Levis. Um, I, so apparently the quarterbacks could share snaps if Tannehill does not start. So what Vrabel has said is that basically he wants Levis and Willis to both play in this game if it's not Tannehill. Um, how does that make you think about the chances? Um, well, if you went back to our draft podcasts, I was not convinced by Will Levis. You know, I was not a fan. I don't think he's great. Um, I think he's very raw, but I think Malik Willis has been pretty bad. So if Tannehill isn't playing, I totally get why they would just give Levis a chance because... As it is, they're not really going anywhere. You know, maybe Levis gives them a bit of a spark. And, you know, maybe they can go on a bit of a run. But, I mean, they feel like a team... We've already seen them make one trade. They feel like a team that could potentially make a few more between now and deadline. You know, Derek Henry's been linked with sort of pretty much every good team, I think, so far in the last sort of week or two. Um, So maybe they look a very different team this time next week and they are just going in the tank. But... I don't know. The Falcons, the Falcons have got a sneaky good defence. We, we talk about their offence a lot, but I think defensively they're a lot better than we maybe give them credit for. Um, especially going up against a rookie, this could be a time when the defence for the Falcons wins this, but I did make a commitment that I am going to pick against the Falcons every week, and I sort of wish I didn't on this occasion, but I'm sticking to it because, you know, I'm a man of my word, but 
in reality, I think the Falcons will win this. I just think the defense will be too good for whoever is a quarterback, unless potentially Tannehill might be okay. But I mean, he's been pretty poor himself this year, hasn't he? When he has played, so you know they've all been pretty bad. So maybe Levis gives them a spark, but the Falcons' defense, which I have down as pretty strong up against a rookie who I don't really like. It feels a tough position for me to be picking that rookie quarterback to lead to win, but that's what I'm doing just out of Fair sort enough. of principle. Yeah, I'm going to be taking the Falcons on this one. Um, I I will make no such commitments to not picking teams specifically for this reason. Um, but Arthur Smith. I just, well, I mean, this is the thing. They feel like a more organised team, even if that yeah. organisation isn't necessarily good. It's still, there. there is a plan there. You can see there yeah. is a plan even if you don't like it. Um, and absolutely fair enough if you don't, because the, I think there's plenty of people quite annoyed with Arthur Smith right now. So yeah, I will be taking the Falcons on that one. Moving on to the Eagles at the Commanders. Um, Commanders are the only team to give the Eagles their loss this season. Could you see them doing it again, Dave? I I really could. Um, I sort of, they're a weird team, the Commanders, because I feel like they're, they're pretty solid, but they've had some absolutely awful games at times. But, you know, their defence ranks as one of the worst in the league. But I feel like when you watch them, they're a bit better than that. They've just had a couple of, like, really bad games, I feel like. But, you know, up front, they've got two really good uh, players who are playing pretty well right now in um, Young and... Ugh. What's his name? Um, Sweat. Sorry, I did... Sweat. Um, yeah, got there in the end. Um, you know, you've got two defenders that are playing pretty well and, you know, they're going to need that against this Eagles team. But, I mean, the Eagles feel pretty well-rounded and they're, you know, coming, you, coming off a big win last week. Maybe they do have a little bit of a letdown. Um, the Commanders feel like a sort of 500 team, don't they? They feel just pretty solid. They're going to sort of put up a fight. But I don't know if they've got enough to keep up with the way this this offence doesn't... It's, it's sort of good at times, but they sort of don't ever really excite you too much, don't they, the commanders? But I think they can win this, but I'm not picking it. I'm, I'm picking the Eagles win, but it, like I feel like the, the commanders are a team that have the potential to beat the Eagles um, just because that pass rush and that defensive line is pretty strong. And I feel like that's sort of the sort of teams that are going to beat the Eagles, somebody who can sort of keep Jalen Hurts under control a little bit. Well, that's the thing is like I do feel, I do struggle to see any of the NFC's teams going two and zero over the Eagles, to be honest. Um, and you know, I guess there's an argument of well, the Commanders have that formula; they've got the right players to beat the Eagles. Um, but yeah, I just I just think. You don't see a lot of teams that good going to zero uh, two against any of their division rivals, no. um, and I think the Commanders probably not a good enough team to do that to them. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, yeah. So just pretty much just for that reason, I don't think the Eagles are going to lose twice to this team, and that's uh, you've got to pit them to win it. Um, We'll move on to the Browns at the Seahawks. It's a pretty interesting one. Um, currently, PJ Walker is in line to start. So, 
Deshaun Watson, we were told he could have come back in on Sunday um, and that he would have been fine to play this week. But apparently not, because he hasn't practiced. PJ Walker's in line to start. Um, what else is going on, Dave? I don't know. Maybe it is just as it said, but I think just rest of Sean Watson as well and the Browns. It just feels a bit off, doesn't it? Something doesn't seem quite right about all of this sort of reporting on it. Um, I think we said about it the other day, you know, it seemed like he could have gone back in last week. They cho- It was like they chose to keep him out. Which is weird because PJ Walker's not exactly um, been lighting it up, has he? It's I don't know, it's quite strange, but I don't know. It feels something feels fishy there with for me with Deshaun Watson. I don't know what it is. I think he's played pretty bad. I think I can't. I don't know who it was. Someone, it might have been Ben Solak or something like that, had like um, videos of. Watson, he's just got like no zip on the ball at the moment. Like some of the throws they show of him, like it's not someone who's never thrown a ball before, you know, like the way it comes out, it's sort of so so maybe he has just got there's more more to it than just this shoulder injury. Maybe there is something else, but um I don't know, there's something weird going on, but I think the Browns can still win this game with or without Watson, because I don't think Watson's necessarily elevated them at all. Uh, it's been all about the defence so far, hasn't it? And I think that they can cause Geno Smith and this offence a lot of problems. I feel like Geno Smith has played sort of fairly well, but when we've seen him go against sort of real good de- uh, defences, he has sort of struggled a little bit at times. And I think he is someone under pressure. He does make some mistakes. Um, so, yeah, I think I am picking the Browns here, with, even though Deshaun Watson isn't going to play. But, yeah, there's something weird about that Deshaun Watson news to me. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know you don't mean it in this way at all, but it, it is quite funny to you. you. Go, there is something off about that, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it. there's definitely something um, off about him, but you know, <laughs> like, just the reporting around this injury and stuff. I mean, but yeah, yeah, de- yeah I, I won't get into the other stuff, but yeah, definitely so fishy <laughs> about him, just in general as well. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm taking Seahawks on this one. I think they they, they look like an alright team. Um, the Browns can look like a very good team, and they can also look like a not. So great team, yeah. Um, yeah. So that it's just PJ Walker. I think, sure, he led them to win over the Niners, but I just, um, I yeah, I I don't have the faith that he's going to be able to keep it up. And maybe it's just a thing of they genuinely believe that PJ Walker is the best option right now, and they're not letting Deshaun Watson practice to save face. Somewhat of a conspiracy that I'm going into here. I, I wait, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Oh, but... I don't think it'd be crazy if we saw some report in the off season. That's what happened, though. That's what I mean when I say well, fishy. Something doesn't seem right. Something it's like they're right, not, yeah. they're not, they're not letting Watson practice to save face because yeah. they believe PJ Walker is the better option, and then PJ Walker is going to absolutely <laughs> throw the throw the game away, and they're going to go, oh, okay, let's go back to Watson, and all of a sudden yeah. the the injury will be completely gone. Um. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that does develop. Um, got the Battle of the Birds in the next game, Ravens at the Cardinals. Lamar Jackson seems like he's playing well. And it's one of those like it, it does feel very lax and it doesn't feel like the Ravens are at full speed yet. But he has been playing well, um, and he's you know, leading them to a five and two record. Is it gonna be a pretty easy win of the Cardinals here? I think so. I feel like that 
yeah, the promise we saw from the Cardinals has sort of gone a little bit. Yeah. You know, early on it they had a lot more fight and they looked like a team that was going to cause problems. You know, or a few more problems than we maybe expected them to. But I feel like that's sort of gone off a little bit now. You know, they started to lose by a little bit more each game. You know, they're not they're not going to... I feel like the Ravens are the sort of team that will take care of business in that this sort of game. But at the same time, we have seen the Ravens randomly look a bit rubbish at times, um, you know, through, throughout sort of Lamar Jackson's time there. They're, they have had a few sort of weird losses, haven't they? And maybe the Cardinals can pull off another win, but I don't know. The Cardinals just don't feel like a, a legit NFL team, really, to me anymore. Um, I mean, it looks like Kyler Murray could potentially be back. He's practicing in full now, isn't he? But, um, you know, I, I still don't think it makes too much difference either way. But, um, yeah, I think I think easy easy pick for the Ravens here. Yeah, I, same here. Um, yeah, n- not too much work going into that one. There's, uh, yeah, Ravens' defense is really good. I, str- Josh Dobbs has looked okay, but I struggled to see him doing too much against them. Um, AFC West matchup next. We've got the Chiefs at the Broncos. Um, I mean, should we just copy and paste from the line from the last game? Well, that's it's, what I was about uh, to say. I think it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. the Chiefs pretty easy win here. Yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, they looked at, they they're a bit more excited last week, but they've just been so efficient, haven't they? They just feel like you know they have like it feels like they haven't got our first gear yet, and um, they're six and one and cruising along. So yeah, pretty impressive, really. They've won six on the bounce. Lost that first game, you know, which is a, was a bit of a weird game. That first game of the season, um, yeah, cruising along. I just don't see any way this is. I mean, the Chiefs don't seem to blow teams out too often, so maybe maybe they keep it close-ish. But yeah, I don't I don't see how the the Broncos win this one. Fair enough. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, Chiefs win. They're storming away of that division. Wouldn't expect it to change anytime soon. Um, the Bengals at the Niners is a pretty interesting matchup. Hmm. Joe Burrow and that offense—they sort of looked like they were getting things together. Now they're just coming off a bye week. The Niners looked unstoppable. Couple of injuries, just lost to the Vikings. What are you expecting from this game, Dave? It feels like pretty unpredictable. Well, yeah, Brock Purdy out of a concussion as well, so it looks like it's going to be Sam Darnold. <sighs> well, so apparently Purdy has returned to practice. Oh, has he? Today. Okay. Oh, uh, that's kind um, of Either way, like I don't know. Again, like I don't know how much difference that really makes. That's probably harsh on Purdy, but I'm not sure that like the quarterback is the thing that really wins or loses it for the 49ers here. Um, but I think if we've got Joe Burrow another week healthier, um, you know, hopefully something closer to what we've seen in the past, then maybe. Maybe I could see an upset here, I think. You know, the, the 49ers defence, I don't think, has been quite as good this last couple of weeks either. I think against the Vikings, they just looked at, just didn't look like they have at time, like, you know, in the past and the only part of this year. And if they gave that same amount of time to Joe Burrow that they gave to Cousins, then I think they'll be in trouble. I think uh, Burrow will pick them apart even better than Cousins sort of did in that game. So... I sort of want to pick the upset here. I, th- I think I might just go for the Bengals because, uh, you know, the 49ers haven't looked great the last couple of weeks. They've sort of lost and sort of been a bit uninspiring. They've got their own injury problems sort of throughout. You know, they're 
I don't know. They're they're a bit of a shaky team right now. Even though they looked incredible a couple of weeks ago, I think we've seen a bit of shakiness from them. And yeah, I think I want to go for the Bengals. But this this has the potential to be an incredible game. Well, now this is a problem because I've taken Bengals as well here, and we can't <laughs> both pick the upset because it's just uh, it's gonna it's gonna uh, you know you know what's gonna happen. The Niners are gonna absolutely destroy them. It's gonna look stupid. But, the other four um, will probably all pick the. Uh... The nine, well, yeah. that's a, that's what we've got to rely on, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, that's the thing. I just think, like you said, the Niners haven't quite looked themselves. Obviously, significant injuries that they're trying to deal with. Um, but yeah, as, and that Bengals offense, we've sort of seen them get back to where they were. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens with T Higgins. Um, is obviously trade deadline coming up, he could be a potential trade candidate. Um yeah. last last year of his contract, you'd think they're probably not going to be able to pay him and Jamar Chase. So maybe a trade is the best option there. But yes, I, I assuming let's assume T. Higgins is still um there for this game. I do think he's probably gonna be a, a, just about good enough from the Bengals offense. Like I said, they they have looked like they've started to get it together, and yeah, if the fight if the Niners aren't up to speed, then I could absolutely see the Bengals winning this. That's hence why I'm picking them. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the Sunday night football game. Um, back to back to uh, our scheduled programming with Sunday night football. Um, after the heavyweight clash of Eagles Dolphins last week, we've got Bears Chargers this this week. Um, uh, how excited are you for this one? I will get to see Bajant again, which you know is obviously massive. Um, saying I will be stand up for for sure. <laughs> I, I hate when this game, you know, the when the clocks go, whichever way they go for us, we get the earlier kickoff. I hate when this Sunday night game is a bad one because it's sort of yeah. the easiest opportunity to stay up and watch one, and then it's the two and five bears at the two and four charges, but um. Yeah, the Chargers must win this one, surely. They have to win. If they lose this, then I really think this could be it. If they lost this game, then it could be Staley gone. Because at two and five and losing to a pretty bad Bears team, you know, the, the defense has been fine for the Bears. They've been all right. But, you know, backup quarterback at home. The Chargers have to win this game and say, I think if, if they don't, then. Maybe they're going into the next game with Keller Moore as sort of like a temporary co- head coach or something like that. But yeah, this uh, it just feels like an absolute must-win game for the uh, the Chargers to me. Yeah, well, to be fair, I think if the Chargers do end up missing the playoffs, I think that's that is probably quite likely that Staley gets fired. Yeah, and if so. they do lose this, they lose into the Bears, who have not looked good. Um, I mean, Bajan. You know, he sort of came in and had a hero's welcome last week, but I I can't imagine that should be lasting for too long. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chargers have got to find a way to stop him. They they should be more than capable of doing that. And the thing is, if you're two and five in the AFC, I don't think... you Well, it's not going to be an easy time getting back there. Maybe the Chargers are put, capable of putting a run together. Um, Gut says they're not. Yeah. So... I, yeah, I, that's the thing. This is definitely must win for the Chargers, and I, that's I think you know when you say Staley will lose his job, I, I do sort of agree in that. 
if he, they do lose this game, he will lose his job at some point just because it will make the playoffs that much more difficult. But uh, yeah, it's def- definitely a massive game for the Chargers. I am I am taking the Chargers. Do expect them to win here. They do seem like a much better team. Um, whereas the Bears, I mean, as much as you know, you sort of love to see them pull off that upset win. The Raiders. I know this is the thing. The Raiders have a better record than the Chargers, but obviously the start in the backup quarterback last week. <laughs> and, you know, the Chargers just have much more talent than you, just, you would expect them to get the job done. Here. And then for Monday Night Football, we've got the aforementioned Raiders at the Lions. Looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be back. Um, does that make much of a difference for you, Dave? Um, I think it does, like massively raise the ceiling on this offense compared to like Brian Hoyer. Hoyer is just I mean, surely this is the end of Hoyer's time in the league, you know. Like he's he's got he's sort of down as a reliable backup, but I'm not sure he's actually even that anymore. I think he's um actually detrimental to a team, you know. I think it, over the years we sort of thought of Brian Hoyer a little bit like um how we feel, sort of think of Garden Minshew, sort of a safe pair of hands to come and take over. And I'm not sure he is even close to that anymore. So I do think Garoppolo is a big upgrade on Hoyer. So obviously gives him a little bit more of a shot, but I think the Lions come out here off the back of a pretty embarrassing loss and absolutely destroy the Raiders. You know, it feels like the sort of game where Campbell have them massively up for this one. They'll come out firing. We'll see a big Jagoff game and, you know, the Raiders... Go home with like a twenty point loss or something. Yeah, the Lions have definitely got a point to prove. I think some kneecaps are definitely getting bitten this week. Um, like you said, with Brian Hoyer, he was so bad they they went back to the guy they threw under the bus when he started last time out, Aiden O'Connell. And I'm like, oh, I, I I guess it's worth a go. Um, he was he was so awful. Um, in his first start, they were like. Well, maybe maybe he's improved in the three weeks that he's had since then. Um, but yeah, it's, it it does it did sort of scream of desperation, and I think they will be very relieved to have Garoppolo back. Um, but like I said, I, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think this Lions defense is good, despite what we saw against the Ravens. Um, but yeah, I, I do think pretty comfortable win. Um, kneecaps are going to get bitten and the Lions are going to be roaring once again Um, that just about sums up our preview for week 8 Dave, have you got any passing words for us? Um, Yeah, let's just hope for some big trades over these next few days because I'm not too interested in the actual season now from a Patriots point of view so hope some big trades go down and uh, that can keep my interest going for a while Maybe JC Jackson will move somewhere else. And yeah, I mean that tackle we uh, he sort of put in on who was it? Someone? Oh, who was it? Was it the Stefan Diggs one? Where Diggs sort of spun around and Jack was sort of hanging off him for a second. Oh yeah, and yeah. Go. that that was awful. Like yeah, where he like, sort of had him half tackled and yeah, and went in for the touchdown. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty. That wasn't a great sort of sign for a player that's sort of been uh, thrown out of Los Angeles. Really, was it? Yeah, it's, uh, well, if you've got personality issues and you can't play either, then yeah. what, what are you doing there? Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, yeah, and from myself, let's just hope, like you said, let's hope for plenty of trades. It's it, one of those that you always look for 
the NFL season is so short. You want to get everything you can out of it, and you only get one trade deadline. So, fingers crossed, there are plenty yeah. of big trades and plenty of excitement over the next few days. Um, and none of them involve Saquon Barkley. That would be <laughs> ideal. So, thanks very much for listening. And as Dave mentioned, we'll have a trade deadline special. Make sure to listen to that, and we'll see you in a bit. Yeah.